the tomboy brunch. I'm a tomboy. I'm a tomboy. The tomboy brunch. I'm a tomboy. Because ladies love sports too. I'm a tomboy. Welcome back to the Tomboy Brunch. I have missed you all, or like in my native language, I have missed y'all. I really have. Saturdays have not been the same without the Tomboy Brunch. And what was supposed to be a short little winter break has turned into this long hiatus. And I haven't been here, not because I didn't want to be, but literally, I think it was God above telling me to sit down and be still. Because uh, in November, I had surgery on my rotator cuff, shoulder surgery, repair my rotator cuff and bicep tendons out of nowhere. Just my arm was killing me. And so... End up having had surgery, was out of pocket for a few months, and then here uh, a couple weeks ago, about two, three weeks ago, I had surgery on my Achilles. I ruptured my Achilles tendon, and now I'm in a boot uh, about two weeks post-surgery, but I'm back. I had to get back back online talking to my people. You guys have asked, where's Tomboy Brunch? We miss you, and you guys have just really recovering through surgery, hopping around, crutches, arm embraces, on pain pills, but reading you guys on social media, posting, asking about me has really, really meant a lot. And I just want to say to you all, thank you. I love you and I really appreciate um, you guys keeping this movement alive. So, um, but during this time, I wasn't just sitting on my butt. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Because I have, and right now I have to sit on my butt and keep my foot elevated. So I've literally been sitting on my butt, but not doing anything. I have been conducting some interviews and getting things set up for a wonderful, wonderful season two of the Tomboy Brunch. And I just created a season two because, and I've been gone a long time. So uh, let's call it season two. Great interviews, keeping the momentum going. And my first guest, really, really excited about it. I did a really, really cool interview with uh, Mr. Dupre Kelly, or most known as Do It All Kelly from the Lords of the Underground. A huge, legendary, multi-platinum group um, of the 90s and early 90s, uh, Lords of the Underground. Do It All was the one. If you remember one of the videos, Funky Child, he was the one that had on the pamphlet. <laughs> I always remember that. But he's a great guy and awesome to talk to. We enjoy sports, entertainment, and mimosas. We really hit the whole gamut because we talked about entertainment, of course. He and Lord of the Underground, whether they're doing their steer rocking shows across the world, overseas, uh, the United States, they're doing it all. But 
he's also running for councilman in Newark. He is currently on the ballot for city councilman of Newark, New Jersey, his hometown, and he is representing. And what he is doing in his community is inspiring and just he's putting his money, his time, and himself completely into his community, and it is just great to see. And then we wrapped up talking about the NFL season is now upon us, and we covered football. And, of course, the big thing now is uh, Kaepernick. You have some that stand with Kaepernick and some who do not. So it was uh, great hearing about his position on it and what he's decided to do. So take a listen. I hope you like it. It was a great interview to do. And, uh, again, thank you for riding with me while I've been gone. Do it all, Kelly. Hey, yo, Funky, wake up. Turn the radio up. What's up? It's us. Yeah, listen to the cut. It's us now. Your style. Your style. Hey, yo, nigga, wake up. Let me show you something. Listen to the way they flip the metaphors and phrases. Listen, listen. It's probably me crazy. And we are back with Do It All from Lords of the Underground, and we have been talking about hip-hop in its current state, RIP to the brothers that we lost. And back to what you're saying about today's music and the, and the digital sound that I'm hearing a lot. You were saying... Yeah, I mean, once you get accustomed to hearing something, doing something, regiment, patterns, you get accustomed to those things. You believe that that is the way mm-hmm. because you, you've listened, you've learned, you've traveled. Those things came through those paths. So now technology has changed that up. You, you know, even, even for us in the 90s, when we were using MPC 360 machines, um, when we were using uh, these beat machines and 808 machines, the, the musicians before us in the 60s and 70s and even in the 80s were saying, well, what is this bull crap? What is these beat machines? Where are the real drummers? Where are the real guitar players? Where are the mm. real piano players? Evolution. But we look at this now as we made magic out of nothing. And they saying, where right. are the people that can read music? So now that times have changed, now... Us as adults and us as the elders or the older people, we say, what's all this digital sound? Why does it sound so thin? Why does it sound so computerized? Mm. Why? Because that's the new technology. It's probably going to be something mm. later on. In 20 years from now, that just be waves or something, you know, and it's going to be right. They're taking elements of this time right now. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, people are going to like what they like because that's what they were used to. I don't care which decade you're in. You can pick somebody from, from the 60s, and, and he's going to talk about horn playing and guitar playing and, and the real guys mm-hmm. because that's, that's what was happening in jazz and, and R&B and soul singing. And, right. You know, it's not happening nowadays. And people thought that hip-hop right. would be going, hip-hop would be dead, but R&B has died. Mm. Yes. 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 So who are some of who is your favorite artists? Is there somebody out today, hip hop, R and B or anywise that you're really feeling now that you're listening to a lot? Um, I like different people at different times. You know, um mm. 
I, I like different people at different times. You know, um, I, I guess right now. Well, who have you been feeling lately? Yeah. Um, if I had to say somebody that I was listening to at the present time, probably would. Let me see. Uh, all right. So the last five albums that I probably or or so that I played in my album, I'm definitely on the four 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 Jay Z album. You know, because you know I just believe like mm-hmm. hip hop. When you think about hip hop, hip hop. And let's break the word down. Hip hop is a culture. First of all, it's not even just the music. Rap is the music. Correct. Um, but hip hop. When you think about it, if you look at the word hip. That's being in the now. That's being in the knowing. That is that is true, right? When you think about hop, mm-hmm. that is a So when you put both of those words together, I look at it as the now movement, you know? So that's why it's forever staying young. That's why we're the only genre of music that's this that this is elders for continuing to make music or continuing to do the craft to take it up to age. So Jay Z is grown man hip hop to me, you know. I, when you when mm. I when I, I'm gonna forever be hip hop, and I'm gonna forever whatever I do, I will always be hip hop because hip hop is a culture and it's a way of life. I just believe that it always, you know, when hip hoppers when you rap, you always told how you were living at that time, how you were living the culture at that time through its music, and I, I just believe. You know, I'm not stinky legging, so I'm not doing the soldier boy. And that's no disrespect to soldier right. boy, but I'm just a grown man. I'm not out here stinky legging. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not out here, I'm not listening to future because I'm not out here popping Percocets. You know, mm, so right, disrespect the right. future. I'm, I just don't pop Percocets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I listen to music mm-hmm. that I can relate to. I can relate to some grown man Jay-Z. Um, I can relate to, to Rather You Than Me by Rick Ross. I can I can relate to mm-hmm. some of the things by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, you know, I, I even like Dave East. You know, the Kari, Kari um, I believe his daughter's name, he named it after, the Kari Chanel. I can relate relate to a Thirst 48 by Boogie, you know, I, I, you know or a Planet Ninja. You know, so yeah. So you've named all stuff that had where people are saying right that you've named artists that where people are actually saying something like you said, grown man stuff. And I think that goes back to what I was saying. Why I still like that kind of music because when I listen to this music and for all that what you just said, Percocet, Molly and Percocet has no doesn't make me want to listen to it or like I said the stanky leg, but. you throw on some old music, and so I don't know if that that's something <laughs> I'm going through. But like you said, not to knock them, and there is a lot of good music out today that I like to move to, dance to, work out to. But when mm-hmm. I'm wanting to specifically listen to music, I find myself going back instead of listening more so to the current. And uh, and I really like Jay Z's album too because it puts me in that mindset. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. it's my music. You know, I can put my this is this is what I'm talking about kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, and you're you're part of that movement. So, um, and I'm and it's so refreshing that we're keeping it alive. It just shows how important it is. And like you say, hip hop is a culture, which um, which brings me to my next point. Hip hop is a culture. Tell us what Do It All for Newark is. 
Well, Do It Off for Newark is a movement for Newarkers to take care of that city. You know, Do It Off for Newark is a movement that energizes people to be inclusive to what's going on around them, to be aware of what's going on around them. The love that you claim you have from somebody or something, you have to prove it. And that's what the Do It All movement is. Mm. And so, and for those that don't know specifically, uh, Duke Kelly is running for councilman at large 2018, correct? Yeah, I mean, it was just, an, it was, I was just exploring awesome. the idea at one time. And um, now I said, you know what, to, to magnify what I'm already doing in the city, to, to be able to be a voice within our city. I need to take it to the next step and, and make history and become Absolutely. the first hip-hop guy that's an elected official in New Jersey and beyond. Yes, yes. And um, and here at the Tomboy Brunch, we support you 100% with that movement. And if there's anything we can do to help you get the word out, uh, to get more votes, any of the initiatives you're running with. I know you already work with uh, other nonprofit organizations and involved with several projects that are helping uh, the city of Newark and the state of New Jersey as a whole. And I think what that will do for hip-hop, what that will do for our youth, what that will do for black people, uh, you running for councilman is just, just the start. I mean... That's just, that's awesome. And and um, are you moved to do this? Is it, uh, I know you've always repped for, for Newark and everything that you do, but is it more so for that or is it because of the current state of politics under this current administration? Well, I, to be honest, I believe that, in all honesty, I just believe that politics is ready for hip-hop. Not hip-hop ready for politics, mm. we've been ready for politics. I think that politics is now ready for hip-hop. And politics needs the room for hip-hop. Because hip-hop nowadays in, in the United States of America has become the pop culture. And the pop culture of any yeah. society ever, from generation to generation, has always moved society forward and pushed it ahead. Right? So if, if mm. that is the case, yep. hip-hop is now the pop culture and we don't have a voice politically, officially politically, then who, it's who, is, way. who is speaking for our laws? Yeah. Who is speaking for our community? Who is speaking for our children? Yeah. Who can make the changes? Yeah, who can execute if we're not in positions to execute? No, absolutely. Exactly. I think that's, that's awesome. And I just yeah, felt like just talk. we just can't talk. Our, We have to take action. We have to be the result that we want to see. And I just felt like in my city, I have positioned myself not uh, unwillingly, I mean, not knowingly that I was doing so. I have positioned myself to really fight for one of those positions, to really fight and be a voice for our community and, and to be a voice for our culture. It might start in New Jersey, but, hey, I might spark Drake to run in, in Toronto. I might spark uh, somebody to uh, run in Philly. I might, you know, and then once we start, we have to start somewhere. 
Yeah, then we start. So, so the do it all for Newark movement. It's not just for me running, running for an elected official seat in Newark, New Jersey. It's me running for a voice in hip hop. Woo! Raising my glass to you, absolutely, and it's much needed too. And and you know what? And this is much, much bigger than you do. But you, like you said, you have planted the seed, and now it's up to the members of your community, starting with councilmen at large, and then your state, and then you know your whole party, your whole party affiliation, and then the whole, like you said, the if you eighteen and up to vote just because you don't like a candidate and not show up. You know, but you, mm-hmm. you're right. You have to start somewhere. And you know, yeah, and, you and I definitely believe that you have planted a seed. You know, I just believe too. Eighteen-year-olds to twenty-five-year-olds, they don't go out and vote because they believe that there's nobody speaking for them. There's nobody. There's no mm-hmm. voice out there for them. So I'm, I'm just telling them, look, I do not know everything. I am not a politician, but I understand your language. I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear your concerns. And that's because what's been missing. Right. And that's what's been missing. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and what is your platform? Like, what are you pushing for as councilman? What types of things would you like to see implemented or changed? Well, I, I want to see the youth. I want to see a greater investment into our youth. Because mm-hmm. if, we don't, if we don't invest mm-hmm. into our youth, there's not going to be a tomorrow, but tomorrow is not going to be that Absolutely. bright. I, I want to see mm-hmm. greater investment mm-hmm. in you. I want to see, I want to see the, the disconnect between our youth and our seniors. I want to see that gap shortened. You know, so, right. so if we want to see that gap, then we have to show more, more involved with our seniors as well. So yeah. economic development. You know, we gotta we gotta show yeah. people how to be how to deal with economics within our society so we can develop our society better, develop our mindsets better. So youth, seniors, and economic development. And when you talk about youth, youth yes. encompasses so much from education to everything, from jobs. Jobs, right. Anything. Yeah, and you're right. They have to see somebody who represents them because they're of voting age but don't vote because they don't think they have a voice or representation. So and just like what you were saying about how now hip-hop and politics can are on the same accord, it's been that way for a while with sports and politics. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's been so, that way with every other arts and culture in society, you have right. actors, you have actors yes. who support these politicians mm-hmm. on a federal mm-hmm. level. But who is speaking for no. the hip hop culture? Who is speaking for Absolutely. us? Absolutely, speaking for us. Why do you think that Donald Trump is in Kelly. Because Donald yes. Trump kept it real. He kept it real to the people that support and live like Donald Trump. That's why he's in office because they felt like they had no voice. That's why he's in office, yep. whether we agree with you or exactly. not. Absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're creating a huge wave of change that has been much needed. And like you said, every other culture, including acting, but, but that was my segue into sports because um, uh, I wanted to get your opinion on Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, his stand, you know, and how do you feel about his – his act of defiance to protest 
um, the disparities against uh, people of color, particularly black men. And then Michael Vick's statement recently <laughs> talking about he should cut his hair. And now taking all the, we keep, I mean, you know, First running all, into each other, button heads with each other. Yeah, I mean... This, this this situation is crazy. Like, first of all, I just want to give a round of applause to Kaepernick. Shout out to Kaepernick. Me too. Shout out to Kaepernick. Absolutely. The reason I want to shout out to Kaepernick, man, is because he took a stand on the biggest platform of his life that he did not have to jeopardize. And that means that he wasn't scared. You know, uh, uh, a lot of people, we talk about change. We talk about what we want, but we're scared to lose that job. We're scared to lose that one-week one check or that two-week check. You know, we're scared to lose that home, that, that car. We're scared to, to jeopardize anything that we feel like we have acquired. You know, just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing. We good. But we don't realize that if we, if we were to really unite and join up together, it would be more times wow. we have more things than, than working for the establishment, so-called, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're scared of that. And the mm-hmm. reason that we're scared of that is because it's been implanted into our DNA for generations and generations that we don't even, it's dug so yeah. deep that we don't even know how we can dig ourselves out or when we will be able to. Yeah. So, that it does so deep. Yeah. I don't even know when we're going to be, you know, able to dig ourselves out. And that mindset is what, you know, unfortunately, Michael Vick has spoke about because he was, you know, yeah. it shows his, look here, bro. You a black man and you still below us. I don't care how many million you make a year. Now watch what we do to you for fighting dogs. So now you have right. the same establishment. You have the same establishment that took Michael Vick down, who was a victim of that attacking Colin uh, Kaepernick, and Mike Vick, under, knowing what he went through, the pain, the embarrassment, and everything, and he's telling Kaepernick, "Bruh, just bow down, man. Bow down to the man. Mm, Cut your mm. that. Just, just bow out. Came here, get cornrows." You know, and that's the type of thing yeah. that's been implanted into our DNA, not just from a Michael Vick, but when we should. And then you have us. We're so used to beating each other up. We're so used to having being beat that we would, we would rather attack each other than, talk, than attacking the people who are causing the whole problem. Yes. And that's for the people that are causing. Exactly. And therefore, the people that are causing the problem are sitting back and letting us. Letting us do it. Yeah, so they don't have don't to do it. They're clapping their hands. They don't have to get their hands dirty. No. At all. They don't. And, we, and then when they look up from fighting each other, they see how they've been left behind. So, no, you're exactly right. What? Yeah. You have us as black people, we're dissing, we're dissing Michael Vick for what he said. And it was wrong. It was wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't. But with this and Michael Vick, but I ain't hear nobody say that they boycotting football this season. I ain't hear nobody say that they did, they not turning on NFL because they didn't give Kaepernick a job who was com- com- clearly qualified for a team, you know. But then you have other, other yeah. NFL who who have raped women, who are going through certain um, drug cases and, yes. and sexual assault cases, who are. 
And you know what? That's the brutality, and they won't give this man a job. Yeah, it is crazy. And and the fact that it is now, uh, next week we will be going into August, and he has still not been acquired. It's sad. But it's... um, this morning, I was on Facebook, and I, I have to go back and look at my account now because I don't think I saved the video. It was like a four-minute video uh, on this man who is boycotting the NFL, diehard season ticket holder, diehard Cowboys fan, but because no team has signed Kaepernick, he's boycotting the NFL, you know, because he took a knee and, and the same thing you just said. He didn't shoot nobody. He didn't rape nobody. He wasn't caught with drugs. He took a knee as a silent protest to something that he disagreed with. And yep. he, he says, it pains me. I mean, he's an older gentleman, like in his 60s. And he says, I will not watch an NFL game, game this season. And they showed him in his house. Uh, he lives in Philly, like I said, but a huge Cowboys fan. Everything covered, bikes, seat covers, tablecloths, towels, just curtains, everything. This is a diehard fan, and he said he will not support the – he cannot support the NFL. And and if enough of us were to do that, you know, so, yeah, you're right. But it, it's – I mean – I literally cringe thinking about going into the season without this healthy quarterback plan because he took a knee. You know what? Imagine if all football fans around the world, black football fans, people of color, imagine if we all, I love the Dallas Cowboys myself. Imagine if we all said we're not buying a ticket We're not turning the channel on. We're not buying any paraphernalia. I guarantee you, he would be the he would be on starting on some team somewhere immediately. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Let's say if we didn't. Let's say that all black people say for the first game of the season, just one game. The first game of the season, we would, not football, we would not wear its paraphernalia, and we would not go to any of the games. I guarantee you, he'll be on the t- or next week. He'll be on the team. Yes, oh, and on every major news station in the world, which yeah. is, which both which is what you want. Both of them create where well, you have to start dialogue to talk about it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And you know, but until that you know happens, what? I'm not watching. I'm not watching football this year. I'm boycotting football myself. I'm not wearing no paraphernalia football. I'm not watching any football. I'm not even trying to go anywhere where there's a football or NFL thing happening. I mean, my little my little. And you thing, know what, dude? But you don't. You never know because when I saw his clip. The same thing in my head. I said, you know what? I'm not going to watch any NFL. I said it in my head. And now you're saying it again. I think I'm going to stand with you. I yeah, am not I going to. I think we need to. Kaepernick, he, he put his life and his livelihood in jeopardy for, for standing up for, for something that he believed in. Now we need to stand up for him and support right. him. You're right. And since then, he has also been putting his money where his mouth is. He has spent millions, millions yeah. on programs 
to help the youth, Detroit, education. He's putting his money where his mouth is. He, and overseas, um, uh, yeah, there, there, there are countless things that he's been doing since he started kneeling to help others. And one of them, he's been giving millions and millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, but literally millions. So, uh, do I'm with you. That's what I saying here on the Tomboy Brunch. Do I'm with you. So, yeah. um, you, you know, we challenge you guys to think about it. Yeah, if you if you really stood for Kaepernick, if you believe that he put his whole livelihood in jeopardy for standing for something that he believes in, from this police brutality against us as black and brown people, then don't watch football this year. Don't wear any paraphernalia, no jerseys or football, no hat. Don't go to any games. Don't go to any place that is supporting the NFL. And let's see what happens. I guarantee, I, I can guarantee you, if they lose a billion dollars in the first game, they will be talking to Kaepernick's agents the next day. The next day. Yes. You know what? Yeah, and we want to hear from you. You can, uh, you following us, the Tomboy Brunch is the Tomboy Brunch, and that's T-O-M-B-O-I Brunch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And to follow Do Kelly, do what's your handle? It's do it all just like it sounds, one word, D-O-I-T-A-L-L-D-U. Do it all, do. And reach and tell them you're doing it. Yeah, tell them you're doing it. Just uh, no NFL, hashtag no NFL. Hashtag no NFL. Hashtag no NFL. And just show the impact and the power that we have as a community. But for him, a healthy, able-bodied football player that's not being picked up because of some political some political reasons that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with his job qualifications is really sad. It's yeah. really sad. So, and like, like Dude said, for him to do that, make that stand, and for us not to support him is, is really sad. Yeah, That's I mean, but, but you know, it's a testament to how society still treats black and brown people when, when we stand up and fight for causes. I mean, they weren't killing our mm-hmm. leaders for nothing. I mean, every mm-hmm. that that it's risen in the black community and black society from from out of the churches, from out of out of um, um, the activist groups, you know, like the Panthers and you know political leaders. They've always killed our leaders. So and and now yes. they can't just kill them. So what they do is they criminalize them, you know, or, or make mm. them seem like criminals, you know. And, and, and that's just what it is. Yep. That's why some of the laws are so harsh against heavy populated um, cities that are, are populate, heavily populated with people of color. You make the laws strong in yep. that place, and you put them in jail. Yep. And, the, and how the voting districts are. You know, yes. they kind of put yes. the voting and where your vote in the counties. Look at, look at those zoning zoning laws and see what that means to your vote and how it shapes your community. You may be voting for somebody else's community and you didn't realize the zoning laws had changed. So yeah, and that's why you know, we need to know those things that affect laws, our community. When you talk about zoning laws, 
um, people don't realize these things. These are things that are that are policies that they can be made aware of. When you talk about zoning mm-hmm. laws in, in the community, you, you have to have, we have to have inclusionary zoning ordinances and laws. And what that means is affordable housing in these certain areas. Because if there's no affordable housing in these areas, then we can't afford to live there. If we can't afford to live there, then we can't afford to, we don't, we don't have the right to vote in within that community. Right. You know, so and then you're unaware. And it's just, yeah, and you're just totally unaware. So, no, you're right. We It starts, but like you said, it starts with doing the things that you're doing. Again, congratulations on your journey to, to councilman at large. We're claiming it. We know we're going to see you uh, at the White House representing for your city and your state. And, uh, and again, I, I stand with you on this NF, no, hashtag no NFL because no if NFL, we don't, that sends uh, a message too. Yeah, you know that sends no, a message so. too, and I'm a huge sports fan, but it's bigger than that. It's yeah, I'm a I'm a diehard sports fan, and and I think that you know you have they they're probably going to say, well, what about the black athletes who by if people don't support, then they won't get paid. They need to stand up. All of the black guys, mm-hmm. but we're so we're so mm-hmm. to they're gonna take our possessions away. We're so uh, materialistic yeah. and possession orientated that we're we're scared to really stand up for anything. That's why we fall for everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where they get us. So, and you know, no one knows anyone's plight but themselves. But you have to. Stand for something, or like they say, you'll fall for anything. That's right. You have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And a small gesture like kneeling set it off for Colin. And he's, like you said, he's literally risked and lost millions. And I use the term lost loosely because he's done well with his money by helping others. So he's going to get blessed anyway, I believe. But because this is bigger than him, but he he set something off, and like seeing this guy early today on Facebook, and then you acknowledging it now, that's how it starts. Yeah. So if we can yeah. be part of the solution, well, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. So, do it has been truly a pleasure and enlightening to have brunch with you today. I mean, this is one of my most memorable. Um, two and a half. Oh, yeah, <laughs> two and a half. You got me going. I was here listening and sipping. <laughs> I was listening and sipping. Yeah, because we're definitely going to have you back and with some updates and see what's going on and let us know how things are going with you on your campaign and how hashtag no NFL is moving. So uh, yeah. enjoy the rest of your day. You know, if anybody, if anybody wants to support the campaign, you know, we're doing this from grassroots and it takes money to to 
you know, I'm putting in my own money, but it still takes money to compete with these guys because for these seats of power, you know, you have to you have to really mm-hmm. campaign. If anybody wants to support my campaign in any way, I don't care if it's a dollar, one, five dollars, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever you can do. Just send a PayPal uh, payment to do it all for Newark. And that's that P-O-I-T-A-L-L, do it all. Four is F-O-R, Newark, N-E-W-A-R-K, do it all for Newark. Send a PayPal payment to request that I just go on PayPal, put in that, you know, just put in that email and send it to me, man, you know? All right, do it all for Newark, PayPal, let's support. Let's put our yeah, money where our mouth is. And like you said, no amount, right. is, no amount is too small. No amount That's is too right. small. So your, do it all for Newark at gmail.com. And also we're going to post that uh, on our social media pages. But let's support the people that are supporting us, that are our voice, that are saying That's what right. we can, that are getting in positions of power to speak on our behalf. And it's somebody that looks like us and has been through the things that we've gone through. So... Uh, do again it's been a pleasure and have an awesome day you too thank you man and I'm, I'm about to down this last little bit of this mimosa <laughs> there you go alright everybody we out to do it all Kelly for the interview it was great it was one of my best interviews I enjoyed talking to you and if I could vote in Newark I would but for those of you who can please he is making changes in his community not only only does he talk about it but he's doing something about it and please like any other campaign he needs support your financial support is greatly appreciated and he is on PayPal. Do it all for Newark at gmail.com is the email address. Go to PayPal. His email address is do it all for Newark at gmail.com. And $1, like he said, $5, $500, it all helps and it all goes directly to the campaign. So I really want you guys to be a part of this movement because he is definitely making moves. And now, last, definitely not least, I wanted to acknowledge and kind of speak on ways to help with the recent hurricanes. Here in Houston, Hurricane Harvey beat down on the city. And then shortly after that, Hurricane Irma hit Florida with the same type of intensity. And watching the news every morning, seeing what was going on, it's just Ugh, mind-boggling. You've all seen the images, and there are people today that still need our help. And some of the organizations that are in the streets directly helping people are hand-in-hand. They just had a huge benefit for Hurricane Relief Telethon, and it was um, spearheaded by Houston's own Bun B, 
and they raised over $44 million so far. So go hand in hand, 2017.com if you want to donate to hand in hand. J.J. Watts Foundation has raised over $33 million, and they are still taking um, donations through their foundation, not only the Caring Org uh, site anymore, breadoflifeinc.org. Pastor Rudy, who is Beyonce's pastor, they are in the streets making a difference with all the donations. They're receiving financial donations. They're receiving clothes, food, meals, everything, and they are directly helping here in Houston already. Lakewood Church. I know a lot of people saw the controversy around Pastor O.C. and the Lakewood Church, but as a member, I stand behind them 1,000%. I've seen what they do in the communities, and I've seen the communities that they've done the work in, and they, the money goes where they say it goes. They have over 167 ministries to help people, and Lakewood Church is definitely an organization to help that helps others. So there's definitely ways to help. Don't feel like uh, there's nothing you can do because there's definitely a lot of organizations out here that are helping the people of Houston, the people of Florida. We're getting help. And, um, again, I want to mention and say thank you. As I've been going through my own storm with injuries and trying to do maybe too much, but, again, God will has a way of telling you to sit down and be humble, as Kendrick Lamar says, and just sit still and listen. And that's what I've been doing. And and um, thank you to everybody, my family and friends, who have literally sat next to me to help me heal. I mean, it has been, I mean, I really have no words. Uh, my parents. The Georges, my aunt and Uncle Debbie and, and uh, Uncle Daryl here in Houston and the text and friends dropping off food. You guys have just been showing out and it has truly, truly been a blessing and I am blessed. So I'm telling you guys, I'm going to keep coming back as long as you guys keep having me. So enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your brunch, and next week we're coming back with Leroy Barber, who is founder of the Voices Project and also of the NFL Kneel Down Movement. And uh, you can love what he has to say. And for the first time ever, my guest co-host is my daddy. So Jimmy Dynamite will be back on the mic. All right, everybody, enjoy your day. Mm-hmm.